So on Wednesday night this week, we've been having a time online where we gather and we watch videos that are part of a series that's an introduction to the Orthodox Church, and Jennifer has been joining us for these online meetings where we watch the videos and then we talk about them afterwards. We had an extra special guest this past week, Jennifer's daughter Helen joined us. Is she here today or she's not here? She's not here today. So Helen joined us. And at one point, Jennifer informed us that Helen had something that she wanted to share with all of us. Now, Helen, how old is Helen? Like she's three, something like that. So Jennifer said, Helen has something to share. And I said, well, Helen, what do you have to share? And, and Helen just said, I love you. How else can you respond to such a disarming expression from, from little Helen, but to respond Helen, I love you too. And I knew that it was a true and honest expression because Jennifer added that Helen had also kind of commented on the other priest that we were watching in the video and said, uh, that's not the priest I love. uh, The priest I love is the one who sings prayers in church and wears a cape. (laughs) Super cute. Of course, Father Barnabas also wears a cape and sings prayers in church, but Helen doesn't know Father Barnabas. She knows me. She knows my voice, and it reminded me of this passage that we heard today from the Gospel according to John. Because Christ says, I am the good shepherd, I know my own, and my own know me, as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. It's probably in the midst of our family relationships that we are among people who know us the best. Our parents our children, our siblings. These are the people that know us best in this world. And I read not too long ago a wonderful book that my spiritual director suggested to me or assigned to me actually to read called A General Theory of Love. I may have mentioned it to you before. It's a lovely book. And in that book, the three authors, who I think are all like MD, PhDs, super educated people, they come up with a very simple definition of what love is all about in the context of family life. And they came up with four words, protection, care, loyalty, and sacrifice. Protection, care, loyalty, and sacrifice. And it struck me so powerfully that when you look at this passage and when you listen to this passage of what Jesus is saying when he's talking about himself as the good shepherd, that all four of these are here. Because if love is protection, the Lord, the good shepherd, protects his sheep from the wolves that come and want to snatch them and take them and kill them and scatter them. And he leads them into the pen, which is a place of protection. But he also cares for them. He leads them out into the pasture where they can find nourishment. And he's loyal to them. He doesn't abandon them when he sees enemies coming, when he sees the wolves coming. And of course, he sacrifices for them, not just by offering from his material possessions or offering his time, but by giving his very life, he offers, he sacrifices for his sheep. And so it should probably come as no surprise that as I was studying a wonderful catechism developed by Maria Montessori called the Catechism of the Good Shepherd, which is a beautiful method of religious education, that it's so named for the Good Shepherd because This image, above all other images in Scripture, she found children relate to this image 
more strongly and more powerfully than any other image of Christ. The image of Christ is the Good Shepherd. And it's, it, it makes perfect sense when you think about the expression of love that you see from Christ in this passage. So what about the rest of us? Because the rest of us are not children. So what does this mean for the rest of us? Well, I think the thing it means for us is one thing, and that is that we should listen to him. We should heed the voice of the Good Shepherd. What else would inspire us or motivate us to listen to the voice of Christ more than the love he has for us? I can't think of anything else that would motivate me to listen to someone greater than knowing that that person loves me. So I hope that you will listen to the voice of the Lord in the text of Scripture and in all the other places where we can hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. And I'll end with a reflection on listening. Because today, we celebrate the feast day of St. John Chrysostom, one of the greatest Episcopal shepherds of the Orthodox Church. In fact, we're offering his liturgy. This is the liturgy that he wrote. St. John Chrysostom's liturgy is our standard liturgy that we most often offer in worship. And I had a chance, as you know, a couple weeks ago to go back to a monastery in Greece, the monastery Vatopedion Manathos, and one of the holy relics that they have there, which I had a chance again to venerate, is the head, the skull of St. John Chrysostom. And as I came up, and I, I had seen this before, so I wasn't surprised this time, as I came up to venerate the skull of St. John Chrysostom, I noticed again that one of his ears is incorrupt. And it's the ear into which his deacon once witnessed St. Paul whispering. Because his deacon would come every now and then to check on his elderly bishop, who was kind of sickly, and he would peer into the keyhole. And usually St. John Chrysostom was leaning over his desk writing something. He was prolific. But one day, the deacon, Cassinos, came and looked into the keyhole and saw St. Paul leaning over St. John Chrysostom and whispering in his ear. And that ear has not disintegrated in a thousand years. That is the power of the grace of God. And so I hope that when we see miracles like this, that we take it to heart to listen to our Lord so that we can receive the life-giving grace of incorruption for our souls.